Blog Talk Radio. And this is the Clown Hour, and uh, my uh, this is actually based on the sports blog called the Clown Times across the K. You better find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you better find me on Facebook. Um, I have a little bit of fun, but especially when the uh, NFL draft heats up tomorrow night, uh, more on that in a moment. But at any rate, just do a search and uh, search one of the upper left hand corner of Facebook that's. Just type in the Clown Times and find us there as well. Well, we already know the NFL draft will be tomorrow night, but, you know, we got to catch up on the NBA playoffs a little bit. And to help me do that is, uh, y'all know I'm, as usual, doing this thing on Tuesday nights on Ball Talk Radio on Sleazy Radio, as well as blogging all things HBCU Sports on the yard slash HBCU Sports. Here is the Wayne Nash. D. Nash, my man, what's going on with you? Scott, once again, your music choice. I swear, every week, man, I, I don't know what it is. It's just very poignant. First and foremost, can we please get another Outcast album? Can we please get one more? Just one? Dude, just there's one. a photo going around the web with, like, I forgot what the cast was, but it's basically with Big Boy, Andre 3000, and two other cats in the photo. And Bamani Jones said on Twitter that, you know, please do not tease us. I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying, please don't tease us. I yeah. saw that photo. I was like, let it happen. Please let it happen. For all that is holy, let the outcast reunion happen. I would be very grateful. I mean, this is the year of the um, the uh, the uh, reunion tour, so to speak. You know, we had Child yeah. Talk Quest. We uh-huh. had, um, and, and as well as Sweet That, there's the leaders of the new school are getting back together for a reunion album as well. I heard that, yeah. Yes. That would be awesome. Now, I will say this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, um, last I saw, uh, was it Dinko D was actually in a group with uh, uh, Jerobi, and I can't remember who the third guy was, but they did like a little mega group a couple of years ago on, on a project. So Dinko's been still doing some work himself. But Andre right. and, and Big Boy have been working on projects together. They just haven't done an entire album yet. So right. Right. The, 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 the projects have been teasers. Big Boy has another album coming out, I think, uh, next month. But okay. um, I, I, uh, Big Boy has another album coming out next month. Matter of fact, he was just on the Tonight Show last night uh, performing his new single, but um, I, right. I need another full Outcast album. God, dude, we need another Outcast album. Damn it! Again, yes. 
Trial Court Quest did every year album, which was had obviously more Jerubi, more Jerubi on it for obvious reasons. You know, yes. Rest in peace, Spike Dog. Um, as well as, you know, there's there's talk about um, uh, most other group. I mean, there's I mean, there's talk about a Wu, possible Wu Tang um, uh, uh, reunion album as well, and Brand Nubian. That's right, brand new ah. getting back to get doing something. But you okay. know, I figure if, if 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 the tribe, which is like pretty, are, are pretty much you know quote unquote the old guys, that album went went went, went platinum shortly after yes. it was released. And as did De La Soul. That's another group that I forgot for some reason. Shame on me for 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 forgetting it because it was a decent album. De La Soul's album went, their their reunion album went platinum. So. We can talk about music all night, man. I mean, damn the NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I'm hoping and praying that Outcast blesses us with a reunion album. Yes. By any means, just to help us recapture our childhood and our, our college days, years, and remind us what real hip-hop sounds like. I'm looking uh, forward yes. to that, hopefully. Yes, indeed. So, speaking of the realness, um, <laughs> Well, first of all, let's, let's just start with this. LeBron James is the truth. I mean, not that any one of us forgot about that, begrudgingly or not. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, like I took my son to see uh, game four in person in, in Indianapolis. You know, Indianapolis is only an hour and a half drive away from Cincinnati. So okay. basically, the only story short, I was like, because, because I know my son is a big LeBron James fan. So I was like, Gavin, do you want to see LeBron James in person? play a basketball game? He's like, yes. So <laughs> that was my excuse of seeing my first pro playoff game in person. And mm. so basically my first time was also my son's first time, and nice. which was pretty cool. But I would say, though, I must say, um, at the game itself, either the Pacers fans just gave up being three down, but down beat by being down three nothing. Or Cleveland really has a lot of fans who are influential. There were a lot of Cavs mm. fans at the game. And like a buddy of mine here in Cincinnati who watched the game, who's also a Clevelander, by the way, he said he did damn near sound like it was a lot of Cleveland fans there because they were watching wow. on television. Um, but, yeah, dude, like whenever they said defense, defense, like we were sitting around a bunch of Cavs fans, so they were yelling, uh-huh. Cleveland, instead of defense, Cleveland. <laughs> it was pretty – pretty hilarious but wow you know and like and by the way my son joined in on the on the course too, which was even cooler <laughs> but at any rate i saw to say this it was a great game great atmosphere even though the series was tightly contested the most tightly contested sweep ever i think the yeah. average point differential was four or five points um the fact of the matter is, is that lebron showed you why he's lebron james showed you why he's the best player in the world that three he hit was second with like less than a minute left to go. I think it was a little over a minute left left to go. Was money. Say what you want about LeBron James. Say what you want about him, but that was money. That's 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 like this way of saying I'm still the best in the world. Boom. Sorry, Pacers fans. It's over. <laughs> so that's the scary thing about him is that he has that shot in his repertoire, and the fact that he yeah. is as big as he is, it's hard to stop. So let me just ask you this. I mean, like, like before I continue to wax plug about LeBron James some, for, for, for some reason, you've watched the series. You've watched the Indiana-Cleveland series. 
How impressed did you come away with LeBron James? How, how, how impressed were you with his performance in the first round? You know what? It's I, I wasn't. I'm not gonna say it. Well, no, I'm gonna say it. I wasn't that impressed because that's what I expect of him. Uh, I was a little bit, um, you know, I, I thought that the rest of the team was a little bit lackluster, and I don't think that that's a, right. a, a thing that they can do moving on against quality teams um, and continue to win. But I, I, once again, it's hard for me to pick against Cleveland because we know what it is that LeBron James is capable of doing. And that's just one of those situations where if the team doesn't play well, LeBron right. throughout his entire career has found the way to turn it up. Uh, for the most right. part, I mean, of course, we know the shortcomings. We all know the shortcomings where, of course, he's mm-hmm. become a little bit more of a facilitator in those situations. But when he needs to take over, he'll take over, and he'll do just that, And um, which makes that, that team scary. But, once again, in order for them to be successful – and make a run and win another title, he's going to need help from everybody else. So I expected LeBron to do what he did. I just need the rest of the team to uh, to play better than what they did. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, Uncle Drew, um, you know, Kyrie Irving did not have – I mean, he had a decent game, but he missed a lot of shots. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Carver hit, a, like, hit some big throws late, obviously, to ice the game, but he was struggling for the field. Kevin Love struggled for the field. Even though he mm-hmm. did make some nice rebounds and nice like out of bounds passes to to LeBron James streaking down the court was is just amazing. Um, but to your point, LeBron needs more help from the supporting cast. Period. I mean, yeah. sure, Indiana's bad; they're they're underachieving. But you know, it, but, <laughs> I mean, but even against the likes of Toronto or maybe Milwaukee, LeBron's cast makes. Definitely do need to step up. I totally agree with you on that. Yes. Um, so, uh, like, uh, I was thinking that, you know, the second round, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing who could stop LeBron's crowds in the East in the second round. I mean, I mean, we're not even thinking about the Eastern Conference Finals yet, dude. I mean, it's like um, Toronto, I mean, they, they, pretty much, they practically own Toronto, like the Cavs. I'm really uh-huh. intrigued. Again, I know I said this last week. I'm intrigued by a possibility of a second round. They they like match up with with Milwaukee because Milwaukee is so long and so young. But given how Toronto have performed the last two games in the series, they're up three two and they won big both those games and both games four and five. I I, I don't know if I see Milwaukee winning that series. I mean, do you have any hope for them? Because <laughs> I don't. Um, as of right now, I don't. It's a little shaky with me in Milwaukee as well. There's a possibility that they could somehow stretch it to seven games. Um, that's not right. far-fetched. The thing that um, is surprising me now that, um, once again, I was surprised by in games one and two was the lackluster play of their non-key guys and especially the, the veterans that are coming off the bench. Um, that's, and that's right. in Milwaukee. And, and they're going to need – the Greek freak is going to need help in order to win games. Unlike LeBron, he's doing fantastic, but he can't do it all by himself. And he's going to need Greg Monroe to play a little bit better as well, who only had like 15 points, if I remember correctly, in in, uh, game five. So, yeah, uh, uh, Giannis is going to need help. But if, if I was to pick out of those two teams who will be a better matchup 
for Cleveland as of today. I'm thinking it will be Toronto, but Toronto has been playing off and on. And like you said, Cleveland right. has already owned them throughout the regular season. So, once again, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum since the beginning of the season, even since before the season started. It looks like right. it may be a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, where we thought it may have been a tougher road, but it, it looks like it might even be that, that way. The road? How about the fact that we might get that Boston-Washington second-round matchup after all? I mean, granted, um, it sucks for Chicago that Ray John, but Ray John Rondo going down to injury. That just totally sucks for, for Bulls fans and the team itself, obviously. Yeah. But to see Washington take care of business on the home floor tonight, and seeing Boston just beat the hell out of Chicago in games three and four on the road, no less, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and taking and trying to take care of business right now in game five, even though it's pretty tight right now, I'm just salivating at the possibility of a new young rivalry in the Eastern, like uh, like in the NBA, and the, the fact that it will probably manifest itself in the playoffs. In the second round, I'm mm. pretty hyped, man. Again, I, I know we both know that's a foregone conclusion who's going to win the East. <laughs> but I just, I just want, I just want some excitement along the way. And it looks like we exactly. might just get that if, if the if Boston holds does this, does this thing tonight on the, on his home floor, and if Washington mm-hmm. can continue to at least hold serve, we might get a second round matchup that we've been talking about, folks been talking about since the. Midway point of regular season when these two teams were were beefing off early and often. Yes, and, and you know what the theme song would be, uh, uh, Biggie's What's Beef. My God, I would be playing yeah. that throughout the entire series. Um, the thing, like you said, <laughs> well, the, actually the more interesting thing about the Boston Chicago series to me is the fact that no home team has won a game yet, and right. like you said with Rondo, with uh, with Rondo, I'm sorry. Um, there were talks about him potentially coming back for game five earlier today, and then he was ruled out, like, this afternoon, which means there's a possibility right. he could come back for game six, which would be nice yeah. for them because, you know, Chicago's going to need some help. But on the road, the last two games for for Boston, to have five players in double figures in both games has been phenomenal. Yeah. Now, whether or not that yeah. translates at home, which you would expect it to, for the Cavaliers, right. uh, not the Cavaliers. I'm sorry for the for the Celtics would be nice for them, but we, we got to see what happens tonight. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler really is going to need some help. Hopefully, he can get some help from from um, excuse me from uh, uh, from D Wade, who has been rather okay. average throughout the entire series. But yeah, once they lost Rondo, it's, it's like that squad has uh, the, well, the entire team has gone down and has shot pretty poorly. Uh, in, in those last two games. Dude, it's just amazing what a difference one player will make. I mean, it's yeah. the same Rondo that people have given up on since he got traded from Boston. You know, uh-huh. under uh, uh, um, under this coach's like a regime, no less. Um, you know, the thing is, is that he bounced around, went to Sacramento, then Dallas, then he's, he's, in, he's, he's in Chicago. He is mm-hmm. really... This is like the wrath of Rondo. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, it's playoff Rondo is something else. It's a, it's a yeah. sight to behold. 
And, you know, we're, we're seeing what Brad Stevens kind of mentioned Miss Allen because he and Rondo butter heads, like Rondo's butter heads with all his coaches in his career. <laughs> but it's good to see Rondo balling out before he got hurt. I mean, I, I really feel bad for him. I really feel bad for Bulls fans as well. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, injuries happen. You know, it's got to exactly. find a way to bounce back and have a next man up. And this is to the Western Conference. Um, Mr. Triple Double himself is out of playoffs, as we predicted, <laughs> because the team, <laughs> frankly, ain't that good. He yeah. had recently put a statement that his heart is in, and preference that his heart is in OKC. But I'm going to miss his smack talk on the like 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 uh, on the court, especially with Patrick Beverly. You see those two go go at it, and they have history, mind you. They 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 have bad. There's some bad blood there. But to see his press conference replies, I'm not going to say it because it's uh, pretty naughty words he used. But but YouTube, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But the thing is, is that you know I still think Russell Westbrook is the MVP because it just goes to show you. When he like the times where he's had to take rest, Houston made us run back when okay mm-hmm. he was was comfortably ahead, and without Russell Westbrook, <clears throat> excuse me, OKC is a not only a lottery team but a really bad lottery team without Westbrook. They had to do it all, and this is the reason why he averaged triple double so so effortlessly, so to like seemingly this season. So. Basically, you know, I I know a lot of people are giving uh, uh, um, James Harden some love, and rightfully so, for MVP considerations, mm-hmm. as well as like uh, Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. the yeah. Claw. Uh, very, very well-deserved. Even Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, in, uh, like uh, out of Boston. But I'm telling you, take away all those superstars in their teams, respective teams, no one could be as worse than OKC would be without the services of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And I completely yeah. agree with you on that. And this is this is what I've yeah, been saying I mean, for years. Even when they had uh, KD and, and, and Sierra Jabaka on that squad, was that this team isn't as good as, as, as they seem. Right. You know, if you take away a couple of pieces – this team will be exposed, and you're right. We've already seen the team right now this past season without uh, actually Durant and Elbaca. You take away Westbrook from that, that squad, and it's, it's, it is a lottery team. Right. And a high lottery part, team at that. Yeah, terrible. I mean, the Sixers would think they're terrible. Let's put it that way. Wow. <laughs> if Westbrook were no longer playing for them. At least the Sixers have a little bit of hope. But anyway, that's another conversation for another time. Um, the other side of the bracket, well, before we get to Golden State, San Antonio was quietly doing it, even though we all knew they were going to be in a dogfight with Memphis. Memphis is just tough. Sure, yeah. Memphis is under – they're not under man, so to speak. They're just not as talented as, as San Antonio, but they are tough. And I like mm-hmm. this brother, coaching it like Fisdale. Uh, I love his style. I love his swag. He just needs a few more footballers in there, more scores. To exactly. Help the likes of uh, Michael Conley, uh, Marcus Saul, and one uh, Zach Randolph. Because those guys are bruisers. I love – I mean, they play old-school basketball, you know, like especially like in the grindhouse in Memphis, which that would be must-see TV game five tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night. Um, 
But anyway, uh, it was it was a big win for, for San Antonio in Game Five. I still see San Antonio yeah. making it, like uh, obviously beating Memphis. But do you see anyone having a shot at Golden State? I mean, Golden State. I mean, I, I mean they, they hit it all cylinder. Sure, Steve Kerr may not coach again in this postseason because of complication from back surgery, and they're still trying to figure out a way to mesh with uh, Kevin Durant. You know, even though that's on sense of purposes, uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Curry's team, but. Who could check them? I mean, maybe San Antonio has a shot, but who who could really check Golden State? I mean, the only thing that could check Golden State, besides maybe Cleveland, is Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> me. I mean, I don't see anybody checking. Neither do I. And and with I'm with you. If we had to talk about a team in the West that would be able to to potentially stop Golden State, it would be San Antonio because they right. do have the players. I'm not going to say necessarily they have the athletes because outside of Kawhi Leonard, I can't necessarily think of another athlete on that team, but you have some great ball sure. players on that team. Even Marcus Aldridge, as great of a ball player that, that he is, it's like his role has completely diminished since coming over to San Antonio, which I kind of expected, but not by that much. Um, yeah. The, the one thing, though, that would give San Antonio an advantage over Golden State, in my personal opinion, with Steve Kerr out, would be Popovich and his coaching ability. Yes. And, and and now we've seen this team before. Matter of fact, isn't Mike Brown now the head of the interim? That's with right. Steve being out? That's right. That's so right. it's not like Mike, Mike Brown doesn't know what he's doing, you know. But it, it will be interesting to see Mike Brown up against Pop again. You know, we've already seen that matchup before in the, in the NBA Finals um, when right. Mike Brown was in, in uh, Cleveland. But, um, you know, we, we, we will see uh, Mike Brown with, in my personal opinion, something better team. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see that, that coaching matchup with Mike Brown and, and these Warriors against uh, uh, San Antonio. But you're right. I don't see anyone else um, being able to stop Golden State. And that's the other thing you're right about, too. We've talked about this for years. Why is it that Memphis yeah. can't seem to get another score on that team? Yeah. If they can get a right. score on that team, that team will be dangerous. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, they can't do that. And they can't seem to keep everybody healthy when they come into the playoffs. Because like I said last week, no Tony Allen. Right. And, you know, that, that hurts them as well. But, um, yeah. Josh, you're yeah. talking about yeah. the, uh, the coach over at Memphis. Have you seen his fiance? Yeah. Who now? I'm sorry. Have you seen Memphis's head coach's fiance? Whenever you get a chance, and listeners, whenever you get a chance, if you've never seen what she looks like, Google her, please. I'm gonna leave it at that. You know what? You will I'm be do it right now. You will be delighted. <laughs> you will be delighted. As, as we as as I talk. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Yes, because I knew he had swag for a reason. Um, yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Natasha said yeah. for those who were wondering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This woman is, oh, my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is a God out there. And bless you for that. Bless you for telling me. High five for Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. High five yes, for Jesus. That's why he has swag. That, that's why he has yes. swag. 
Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what swag gets you. <laughs> A fine side piece like that. Um, but anyway, um, as, before we get to <laughs> the rails, um, it's still going, ah. Oh. Um, now I'm kind of flummoxed. Oh. Okay, so basically, <laughs> one, like, one more thing about the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, the Clippers are down 3-2. Uh, series down the series three two to uh, Utah, and mm-hmm. it does look good. I mean, I like the Clippers. I like uh, 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 Duck Rivers a lot. I like Chris Paul from his uh, Wake Forest days. Go Deeks. Um, and you know the thing is that it's it's another series of missed opportunities mm-hmm. that we're looking at here because as talented as this group is, man. There's no business. They have no business not making a conference finals. None. They have no business making a mm-hmm. conference. When they blew that lead to Houston, what two seasons ago? I think it was. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was like, "Are you kidding me?" Excuse <clears throat> me. It's just not going to happen to these for, for, like for these guys. That was the best opportunity and the best shot of challenging Golden State. And now Golden State were babies. You know, yeah. they're not the behemoth as they as just juggernaut as they are now. So, I mean, if, if they do flame out, the Clippers do flame out in the first round, um, would this be the end of the Clippers, as you know, i.e., the end of Doc Rivers, possibly moving Blake Griffin in the offseason since he's about to become, I don't know if he's going to be a free agent this season, this season or next season. Um, mm-hmm. but, 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 but what do you think about that? Are you are you looking at the end of Clippers as we speak, as we know it? If you're asking me, I would say yeah. Well, I mean, you are asking me. You're not asking nobody else. Sure. But yeah, so I I would if I was the uh, the GM or the president because we've seen this this um, iteration of the Clippers for years and they just can't seem to get over that hump. And then to make matters worse, like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, it's the curse of right. DeAndre Jordan. That doesn't help much either. But Blake can't stay healthy. He's always hurt at some point in time, be a regular season or playoffs, and it's even worse right. when it comes to playoffs time because that's when they really need him most. Um, especially a guy in Blake whose game seems to be developing. It was just a couple of years ago we were talking about him starting to develop a back-down uh, fadeaway jump shot to his already athletic game and, and to the point right. where he was almost starting to become uncheckable but he can't stay healthy. So, yes, this team needs to be shaken up, be it the head coach, be it the players, whomever. This team needs to change. I thought that maybe Adam Paul Pierce would be a boost, but he hasn't been able to do that, you know. Right. And, and I digress about him leaving my Wizards just to go out west and be at home and to sit on the bench and do absolutely nothing but collect a check. I'm not mad at you for cutting that yeah. check, baby, but we could have used you in D.C. But right. that, that team needs to be shaken up in order for them to be competitive in the future because it ain't working. It ain't, this, that that no, machine not. ain't working, then you need to get a new one. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, because, I mean, L.A. is a Lakers town. The Lakers yeah. have been down for like the past three, four, five, six seasons. And, you know, that's going to come back. Magic is in control. Magic Johnson's in, in control of the, the Lakers. They're going to be back. They're going to have yeah. some cap room. 
is to have young talent to go with some superstars that may want to come to L.A., i.e. Russell Westbrook um, and a host of others, uh, maybe Paul George. He's an L.A. Mm-hmm. guy. Um, you know, they're going to, the Lakers are going to be back sooner rather than later. And the fact that the with the, uh, I'm sorry, that, uh, that the Clippers have failed to take advantage of that in the past five or so seasons, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's that's what I think personally, they're gonna blow that bad boy up. If they lose in the Utah tomorrow night, they're just to go out in six games to a team that I think the Clippers are better than the Jazz. They're not playing like it, but I think they are better on at least on paper, talent wise. If they go out in six games, I think that Rivers is gone, at least as at least as a an executive or a decision maker. They may bring mm-hmm. in a new basketball guy. And, and just keep Doc on the bench because he's been terrible at equi- acquiring players. I mean, Spencer Hawks? Really? Yeah. Really, dude? I mean, come on. I mean, stuff like that. Even the uh, failed experiment that was Deshaun Stevenson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know I, mean, I mean, yeah. I like Again, I like Doc Rivers as a coach, not so much as an executive. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – there's going to be some changes come next season in Clipperland if they fail to make it. So we're going to switch from the NBA playoffs to what's going to go down tomorrow night. What we'll be looking forward to, what we've been salivating over, the NFL draft. I mean, we're, I mean, I know I'm be up. I know you're going to be up. And then oh, the yeah. other that we both know going to be up the next three, no, well, two nights, Thursday and Friday night, because Friday night is rounds two and three, if I'm not mistaken. It's Saturday, like rounds four through seven, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Thursday might be in the first round. But you know, I mean, all this talk about who's going to go about Miles Garrett, a lot of people poking holes in this game. I mean, I, like I, I like I already ran on my blog like yesterday, I think, was um, detailing that even though I do see holes in this game, I he is I don't think he has a mo- that much that big of a motor. Captain Sex came against lesser competition, i.e. Uh, in the form of uh, uh, UT San Antonio, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, and and, and, I, and he didn't pop off my screen, but he's freakish. His measurables at the combine, his pro day, I mean, wow, some guys to the point where they're making it the top overall pick, <clears throat> you know, the best player in the draft. And I'm like, well, that's. And by the way, that's a cautionary tale to me as to why one should not get carried away with measurables. Because if you just pop in the tape, you see what kind mm-hmm. of have an idea what kind of player he is. But anyway, exactly. you know, the fact of the matter is, is the only reason why he's going to be a top overall pick, I still think he'll be taking one overall by the Brownies, is because there's no consistent number one pick. There's not. I mean, the quarterback who's going to be taken, top quarterbacks all, all need work. Uh, they're no, by no means finished product, even though they're talented. I think the shorts. Watson, <clears throat> Mitchell uh, Trubisky, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes the second, and, I, and by the way, I mean I feel stupid for saying this, but I didn't know that Patrick Mahomes uh, is a brother. Uh, I had no idea. I, I had no so, idea anyway. either until you just said yeah, that. I, I just assumed that he's a Texan. He white dude. I saw him on Dennis Field and, and first take. I'm like, oh, that dude's a brother. Go uh, <laughs> ah, figure, so, right? I had no idea. Yeah, that yeah. Was the name but, uh, I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. But you know, the, 
I mean, like, like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is very good quarterbacks coming out. Very good quarterbacks, but they're not finished products, especially like Deshaun Kaiser at Notre Dame, uh, Black yeah. Kaya, uh, Miami. Um, but I just don't see it. I, I think all those guys are projects. I think, I mean, I, I mean, the same grace of, of the draft ticket, the first one I said is deep in defense. So if you don't, like for, like for the people who don't get, obviously don't get Miles Garrett, I mean, you got guys like uh, John Solomon. Um, uh-huh. I think it's, this person is John. Uh, Solomon is, is a kid from Alabama. No, Solomon Thomas. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Um, there are a lot of good players in the secondary. There are a lot of good players in the first round. So, uh, but let me toss this idea to you. I mean, I mean, humor me this. What's the love about why? Why do we? Is this, are we seeing all this love for Trubisky, a guy who's only played thirteen, started thirteen games for the University of North Carolina, didn't win, win or won only eight games with that towel around him. Didn't couldn't I mean the reason why he didn't play the previous two years is because he couldn't beat out a guy in Marquise Williams who's barely a practice squad player in the, in the NFL. Yeah. So, I don't understand. Can you help me out with this man? Because I don't understand why Trubisky is shown has been shown all this love. I mean, God bless him. He didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. But why, why why all the love for this guy? Scott, <laughs> I, I can't. The only reasonable answer I can give you is once again he's one of those. A uh, 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 measurables guy, you know what is he like six six or something like that, two hundred or something yeah. pounds. He's, he's, he's a rather big, big quarterback, yeah. and and you add that up with his ability to possibly throw the ball, and they feel as though that if you get him up with the right coach, you know he, he'll become better. Um, that's what makes him so so likable. It's the fact that he he is on paper fantastic. But once again, like you said, if, if you have a guy that's not capable of beating certain dudes out and, and hasn't had a lot of time playing, doesn't have a lot of tape, that's a project to me. And I don't know if I can waste yeah. a, a top ten pick on a project, you know, unless it just happened to be a situation where I already have my starting quarterback in place. He's older right. and he's coming toward the end of his career but he's capable of playing next year, and I need someone to potentially back him up and replace him in the near future, and I like this dude. That's the only way that I would do that. But yeah. you have so many people talking about potentially trading up to try to get him. Uh, Cleveland is talking about – there's talks about Cleveland potentially trading their second pick to come up a little bit higher to get him. Um, I don't understand that. There's talks that if yeah. he falls, you know, Arizona may look at him. There's so many teams that have New Orleans is another team that have talked about potentially drafting a quarterback in the first round. Right. There's, right. there's so many of these teams that, that 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 potentially could do something. There's no way in the world you can basically have a, a, a huge grasp of what's going to happen in the first round. Like you said, quarterback situation. It, it, it's murky because of the idea of teams jumping up. Um, right. The, the the safety position and the tight end position is a rather deep one this year. Defensive yes, line yes. is deep. Um, running backs in the first round. Um, that was thought to have been a fad where all of a sudden 
You have Ezekiel Elliott getting drafted last year, and he does well. So not everyone feels as though that they want to go ahead and take a chance on a, on a running back in the first round, even though I have my brothers on that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just it's it's weird what could potentially happen tomorrow, and it, my guess is whatever happens at two will dictate the rest of everything else. Even though still Miles Garrett may not necessarily even go at one, even though he's almost a unanimous pick at the number one yeah, spot. Yeah, I just so, don't see. I just don't see. I just don't see anybody gonna take it over that kid Garrett at, at one. I I don't. I mean, to your point, I I just don't understand the love for Trubisky. I mean, I totally. I think that Watson is getting totally disrespected. I mean, yeah. there's doubts. There's talk about his arm strength, lack of arm strength. There's talk about. I mean, and not so delicate, delicate terms that he's not bright <laughs> in terms of like yeah. processing information, which I find laughable. All they have to do, same as I told, the same I said about Miles Garrett, pop in the damn tape. Exactly. Watch, just watch Deshaun Watson in action. I mean, sure, Clips is like amongst is is, is amongst the elites now, and credit for Dabo Swinney, Coach Dabo Swinney, to for getting them there. On a, mm-hmm. like a five or so year journey to the top, but Watson has a, has performed the best when the lights were at his brightest. He beat yes. Louisville on national television when when Lamar Jackson was at the peak of his game during his high school yes. campaign. He beat Florida State at Florida State, where Dalvin Cook, running back for Florida State, who would go high in the second round, first round as well. Mm-hmm. He outshined uh, DeAndre Francois, his quarterback counterpart, and Cook on a yeah. national stage, okay, on the road. And he also did the same not once but twice to Alabama. First time in yeah. the losing cause, the second time, obviously, in the winning cause. So, yeah. yes, I get that he turned over the ball a lot. Yes, I get that he – uh, needs more muscle on his frame, but the sky's the limit with this guy. I mean, again, he beat a team full of pros in Alabama and played well against him the first time in losing cause. What exactly. more do you want from this guy? I mean, put him on a damn weight plan. Exactly. The things that you're talking about with, with, with Watson are all things that can be changed. He throws too many yeah. interceptions. Okay. He can develop and learn that. He needs to gain right. weight. Okay. That should happen too. So those are those are all those are all things that can he can change through time. So that, I don't right. know why and then the whole intelligence thing, my God, I don't even want to get into that whole conversation about black quarterbacks not being smart enough because that's been the uh-huh. stereotype that's been thrown on us for years. And they right. always have been proven to be incorrect. So for them to throw it at him again, or to throw it at him, is laughable. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's first round. Uh, uh, if it's a need for him to be drafted in the first round, but uh-huh. for him to be disrespected by a guy who's only played eight games and hasn't hasn't really shown me flashes. Uh, in those eight games is laughable to me. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. I mean, a guy in Trubisky won eight games. He was going to finish eight and five in his only year that he started. <laughs> yeah. That's the starter. Because, again, he couldn't be out of the guy 
Who's practice squad material and Marquise Williams. No disrespect to Marquise Williams, but I'm just telling the truth. He couldn't beat him out. And mm-hmm. and you're comparing him against a guy in Watson who started who should have started all three years from his freshman year, but Dabo was just too loyal to uh Cole Stout, you know, who backed up um um uh what's the name of that quarterback who used to play for Clemson? Uh Taj Boyd. Who backed up Taj Boyd like Taj Boyd, yeah. And, and 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 you know he wanted to show Dabble wanted to show Cole's stout that loyalty, but he ended up costing himself some games because I, I I don't care what anybody says that if if if, if, if Watson started every game his freshman year, uh, Clemson would have beaten Georgia the first game of the season, and they mm. possibly would have contended for a national title if he stayed healthy and played throughout the season. I mean, he just couldn't stay healthy the first season. But credit for watching was being healthy in his last two seasons. And the guy finished like a, an honor student at Clemson, by the way, who graduated early. He graduated early. Yes. He's not listed leaving early. He's, he has a degree already. He graduated at like, like in the fall. I don't know what his major was. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, enough about his knock on, on, on dude's intelligence and, and everything else. Those would get fixed. But I'll say this. This is an interesting scenario. We talk about Watson – being drafted possibly the first or second round. Keep an eye on the last three picks. This is mm-hmm. why. These are the teams picking the last three picks in the draft. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and New Orleans from a trade with the Patriots. Now, mm-hmm. take out Atlanta because they obviously set a quarterback. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger has hinted at retirement strongly in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I don't know if he's mad and some of his teammates are frustrated. But Ben has yet to, the last two or three seasons, he has yet to go through a whole season healthy. And True. our backup quarterback situation is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, to say the least. And even though Drew Brees is drinking the, from, from the fountain of youth, he maybe have maybe two, three more years left at the, uh, at the most, playing mm-hmm. at a high level. Don't be surprised if Deshaun, if he if he if he if he's there at thirty for the Steelers, don't be surprised if he goes out of the Pittsburgh or New Orleans in the first round. I wouldn't he be surprised at all. He won't be playing right away, right? He won't be mm-hmm. playing right away for obvious reasons, right? But he can get he can get to sit back and learn from two of the yeah. best, and that would be huge value for either of those teams. I know both those teams want to go defense, and I wouldn't blame them if they still did. But if Watson does fall to 30, like, you know, because I got the scenario from ESPN's draft special last night, there's a real possibility if things shape out, if they, the way they they think it's going to shape out, Watson may be there at 30. So if you're Pittsburgh or New Orleans at 32, that's value. That's real value. And again, your quarterback, the current quarterbacks who are superstars in this league, of course, they are still in the prime, so to speak, but they're on the way down. Yeah. And that's just in Robertsburg's case, the health reasons, Drew Brees' case, because he's getting older. I mean, he's mm-hmm. almost 40 years old. He's only a couple of years away from 40. So I'm saying, if you want to one of those teams, why not? I, and I bet a lot of fan bases, 
I think Pittsburgh's fan base would be very happy because that gives us a, a backup quarterback not only for the future, but for possible insurance if Ben, if and when Ben goes down with an injury. This yeah. is coming soon. But at the same time, he has to, well, he or whomever else at, at the quarterback spot, they would have to get past a, 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 a Kansas City team who is in the same boat with, with Alex Smith. Like I said before, right. Arizona is another one of those Good teams point. that's on that list. Um, right. I'm trying to think one more team that has an older QB um, that's later on in the draft. The Giants with with Eli. Yeah. Oh, so that's great. You, that's a good point. Good so point. you know you have you have teams like like those three, um, or those three organizations that have entrenched QBs that could probably play for another two to three years, but it would be fantastic for them to go ahead and start thinking about the future. Yes, to your and, and that's great, and 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 also. You know what made the rookie of the year so great last year in that Prescott? The situation they fell into. Mm-hmm. He had the luxury of playing behind one of the best, the best offensive line in football. Yeah. The skilled players and Des Bryant, uh, Jason Witten, and 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 and, and the, the offensive rookie of the year. And um, oh God, uh, what's I, why am I black? Oh, is you Elliot? I talked. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about it earlier today. Um, you know, I mean, the thing is, he, that, Dak, Dak fell in a great situation, and and it also helped that Dak has a very high NFL IQ, football IQ, mm-hmm. and, he, and he has a great work ethic. That also helps. Yeah. And great leadership skills. Stuff, things that Watson ha- also has. Things that Brad Kaya has. Things that um, uh, Patrick Mahomes has. You know, to mm-hmm. like, like to a certain degree. You know, these quarterbacks they may not you may not see them on the field this year, depending mm-hmm. on the situation that they're in. But I think most of them, like Mahomes, especially like Mahomes, they have Mahomes going to uh, Kansas City ahead of uh, Watson. I think mm-hmm. Watson have Mahomes as the second quarterback drafted in the first round, um, right behind uh, Trubisky. So. It's, it's, you, we could be looking at a situation where two of the top three quarterbacks may end up in more ideal situations than the first quarterback taken, if everything holds out to be true. Because even if Trubisky doesn't go to, to, to the Browns, the Jets are drafting at number six. So mm-hmm. they may be there to need for a quarterback as well. So either way, chances are Trubisky is not going to be in a great situation in terms of talent. I mean, he'll be thrown to the fire almost right, right away. So, it all depends on with these young guys where the where where they fall in the draft order. And to me, if even if you're Watson, Mahomes, um, and a couple other guys, Kaiser, Deshaun Kaiser, Kaya, if they're in a great situation, if they're in a great situation where they can just sit back and learn. Mm-hmm. Then bully for them. They don't have to worry about getting to the fire. That'll help their their careers in the long term. I think. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I completely agree with you. But like like we've been saying, that's been the the wild card in this is who's going to fall where. We really have no idea. And everything right, right now is so dicey. And everyone has an idea of where they're going to go, but I, I I can't remember a draft 
being this wide open in a long right. time, you know. So right. it, it'll be interesting to, to, to watch. Like you said, I'm going to be like you. Actually, uh, Steve Sports, we're going to be doing a live draft um, analysis tomorrow night on, on Blog Talk Radio. And if you're up late right. enough, you know, we'll, we'll welcome you to call in and to talk about the, uh, the Steelers pick and, and get your thoughts on that <laughs> because we're, be we're going to need some, some, some help on that because uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens late. But, um, yeah, it, like I said, it, it, it'll be a toss-up, man. It'll be, a, it'll be interesting to see how things fall as we go down in the, in the draft. Hell, yes. That'll be great exciting to see, but uh, we'll definitely see. But, uh, yeah, this will be interesting. So prepare to hear my picture and complain probably tomorrow night and probably as well. Uh, so anyway, hey man, thanks a lot, man, and we'll talk after the draft. Most definitely. All right, peace out. This is my guy yeah. Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on uh, Sleazy Radio uh, every Tuesday night, uh, the draft special, and also check out his sports blog at the uh, HBCU Sports. Lots of. Interesting storylines about in tomorrow's next draft. I'll be certainly be watching. I hope you all be too. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs this week. Uh, just thank you for tuning in to the clouds. Scott Burks um, out. Oh, six. Peace.